Food bloggers, hi, how are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. This is the place for food bloggers to get information and inspiration to accelerate your blog's growth and ultimately help you to achieve your freedom, whether that's financial, personal, or professional. I'm Megan Porta, and I've been a food blogger for over 12 years. I understand how isolating food blogging can be at times. I'm on a mission to motivate, inspire, and most importantly, let each and every food blogger, including you, know that you are heard and supported. I always so appreciate when food bloggers or other entrepreneurs are willing to share kind of secret methods that work really well for them that maybe aren't necessarily talked about in the greater circles in our space. I've just observed that some people want to hold that information close to them and not share it out of fear that when they share it, they're going to get less traffic, exposure, etc. Dahlia Escobar joins me in this episode. She is the blogger over at Meals to Share. She brings a very cool keyword research strategy to the table that when you combine all of the little strategies she uses together, creates magic for her and has created abundant traffic in a really quick amount of time. I've heard of each of these components separately, but I've never heard of them being used together. And it's a very simple strategy that I know you're going to love and try and yeah, just give it a shot. See if it works for your blog. Tune in for the details. You're going to love this one. It's episode number 447, sponsored by Rank IQ. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to eBlog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave eBlog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. After bidding farewell to an engineering career, Dahlia wholeheartedly embraced her blogging dreams and embarked on a new path. Cooking has always been a lifelong passion, which motivated her to open several restaurants, despite not achieving the financial success she had hoped for. However, this setback served as a catalyst for her transition into the world of blogging. Initially, Dahlia began with a personal finance blog, dedicating three years to learning and refining her skills until finally... She felt confident enough to pursue her true passion and establish a food blog. Dahlia, hello. How are you today? Again, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thanks for being here. I'm super excited to chat. And I'm so curious about your keyword research method. I know nothing about it as of now. But first, we are wanting to know if you have a fun fact to share with us. Okay, so that one, I think I have something. I decided to give blogging a, like a full, like all my effort. So I decided a couple of months ago to go like uh, full time on it. It's funny how life has a way to test you and say like, okay, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure it's like, like to test if you really are into it, no? And I'm an engineer, like I pull all my engineering aside. And last week I got a, an email, like a mail, and I, I was surprised because I had no idea what is what was about. So I had to go to the mail to pick it up. And when I got it, it was my uh, seal from like professional engineer. Oh. <laughs> yes. 
and I found it fun. I, I found it fun because because like it's again like life's telling me like are you sure that you want to do that like you have this on your hands like you can do like are you sure something like that ah yes all those messages life brings us right and you're like wait what does this mean does this mean this does this mean that so well that's cool so you're an engineer and a food blogger. So which do you find more enjoyable? Well, I discovered blogging a couple of years ago. I mean, it was a chance, but life, I really enjoy it. Like it and especially uh, food blogging because it's so creative. I always like cooking and food blogging has been like that. Like, yeah, it, it's really, I like it. I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Creativity is so fun. It never gets boring, right? Never, yes. Never, ever. And you've really dug into keyword research, which I love. You just, first of all, congratulations going full-time. That's amazing. A huge accomplishment in the journey of a food blogger. So nice job with that. And you just decided that you were going to do this and make it work. And I'm assuming that keyword research was behind that strategy. Yes, it was. Like, well, I started blogging like five years ago. It wasn't on, on food exactly. I have a personal finance blog and that was my first shot at it. So my first shot at blogging, I wasn't, I mean, I always like cooking, but I wasn't sure if it was the right path for me at the moment. Like it, I had my son, it was like, I had just my son and it was too many things going on in my life. So I didn't, I didn't feel like going through all the, I don't know. I was, I, I, I didn't feel comfortable or, or ready to, to take uh, the blogging, the food blogging at the time. Yeah. And you just knew when the moment was right, you knew to dig in. Yeah. Yeah. We can all tune in and listen to that. Yeah. Yes. So I was, I don't know if you're, you're going to ask me that later or no, but I think. Yeah. Go ahead and tell us about your blog and kind of a little bit about when you started and just give us a background. I was on maternity leave when it was time to go back to work. The company I was working for they called me to tell me that they couldn't have, ba- have me back for a couple of t- uh, months because they were having a financial crisis. So they laid me off like temporarily and I didn't know what to do <laughs> at the moment. I, I needed an, an income. I had used all my, my benefits on the maternity leave. So I decided to, I mean, food has always been a passion for me. And I dream of having like a, a restaurant. So that's what I did. And I used my RSP money to open a restaurant during that time. And it was like a couple of months during the summer summer months. And it didn't work at all. It was a disaster. And after that, oh. yes, it was fun. I learned a lot of stuff, but like it didn't work. And then I I started Googling like what could I do to make money online or what what else could I do to make money? And I find like a, it was a YouTube video about a guy telling like what would he do if if he if he has to start from scratch. He was talking about like uh, digital marketing. I say and I thought okay okay I think I can do that like I that's something I can do. And I started studying and something led to other and I don't know I I don't exactly remember how I find out like about blogging. I mean all of a sudden I had like a website built and learning SEO from, I don't know how many sources, how many books and how many (laughs) blogs. And when the time came for deciding what niche to blog about, I had, I, I, I was resentful about cooking in a sense, because I had gone through this experience with the restaurant and I was like, oh no, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do that again. Like it was, it's a lot of work working in a restaurant. 
and it's it was huge for me. Like you say, I I don't want to go that path. So oh. I started <laughs> about the things like the thing like at that time makes sense to me. Like I was looking for a way to make money. I don't know. So that's why I started my personal finance blog, and I discovered the keyword method that I'm going to tell you about during research. That is the golden keyword ratio. All right. Yes. So it was, I found it online. It's not, I didn't invent it. It was, I know it works because that's what I use. I become like, when I discovered it, I tested it and it worked like immediately. It worked like my, my website, it didn't have any, any traffic at all because I was writing about what everybody else was writing. I was going for super competitive keywords. Like it was like, I wasn't having any traction at all. And then mm-hmm. I found this and the next day, like two weeks after the first blog I, I wrote about based on a golden keyword ratio, it was uh, ranked on page one doing that. And it was like, okay, I'm up after something here. That was my, my thought at the time. That was really exciting. And I had a, a, I have like a small support group, like other blogger, like it's not others. It's just a girl and I that we talk uh, and we share our progress and how we do, how we are doing. And then I, uh, between her and me, we start like doing the, all the research on the keyword and just doing the same thing. And it's, it, it's working. It, it works. Yeah. So thank you for kind of just covering your blog and you encountered some frustrations with growth, which I think we all can relate to at some point. We got to a point where we're like, wait, this isn't working. We're not growing as fast as we thought we would or whatever it is. And you found the strategy. So that's so cool. And that has to be so rewarding. Absolutely. Do you want to talk through your method and just what you do from start to finish? Okay. So you have to find a keyword that you want to rank about, like you want to write about. But then you Google it. And you use the Google, what do you call it? The all in title uh, directive from Google. So all in titles, and you put the keyword you, you want to check. And the keyword has to have 250 monthly search or lower. It can be, it can be higher than that if you want to really rank super fast for that term. And the number, when you when you put that directive on Google, it's like all in title and the keyword, you're you going to get, Google will give you the number of pages that are targeting that same keyword. So at the end, it's like how many people are writing or are targeting that keyword that you're, you're going after, no? And then that number divided by the monthly searches. And if you get a number, like it's below uh, 0.25, that's a good uh, keyword to write about. Do you mind if I pause for just a second and ask, okay, so all in title, is that something you type into the search bar? Do you type all in title? How do you find that? Uh, that's a, a Google directive. So when you're doing the all in title, is that like, what exactly are you typing in? So give us an example maybe for like a keyword that you've gone after or one you want to go after what exactly would you type in? So an example, for for example, if you have the keyword healthy chicken recipes, uh, you type on Google all in title and then the keyword healthy chicken recipes. And that okay. will give you a search for how many pages 
are targeting that keyword that have on their title the, uh, the, the, that exact keyword. If you do that on the on the top of uh, below the um, the search bar, you will see a number with the number or pages that are targeting that keyword. Then that number, you got it. I think I've done this before, but I have this. It's like ringing a few bells. Okay. So are there any other characters or anything you have to put in there? Is all entitled just like one word? Do you put any like quotations or anything? Yeah, no, the quotations, no, but the other ones, the two, the two points. How do you say those? So if you, is all entitled, are there any other characters or? Yes, entitled and then the two points. Oh, colon? The colon, yeah. So all entitled, colon, without any spaces, space, healthy chicken recipes. Yes. Okay. And then what should I see? Can you try it? You have the computer open? I do. And I I don't see a number. Am I missing? Yeah, you do. Like you see, uh, see the number, the results, how many pages are. Okay. So it says about 126,000 results. Okay. So that's not a, a good at all. Okay, so that's not a good number. So we want to aim for. Okay, can you look for an for an, like a really long keyword that you know sure. is coming? A long keyword that's going to be a smaller number, or yes. Okay, so let's say like healthy chicken recipes for picky eaters. Okay, so when I do that, then I see <laughs> three results. Three, so three results. So you divide the three divided by the amount of for the search volume of that keyword. Okay. And then are you just finding the search volume in key search? You can find it like in any tool. I usually use you know, Ubersuggest because I have it pay, but like you can use. Okay. So let's take that. I'm going to take healthy chicken recipes for picky eaters and I'm just going to plug it into key search really quick and see what comes up. So the search volume for that is 20. Okay. So you divide three by 20 okay. and it's going to give you 0, 0.0 something no okay so then three divided by 20 equals 0.15 okay so that's perfect because it has to be below 0. 0.25 okay okay so it has to be below 0. 0.25 okay now what now it's like um that's a method to determine whether you you will rank fast or not for a keyword gotcha regardless okay. of your domain authority you don't have to, like, it's like Google only has to, three pages that are targeting that exact keyword. And so your 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 competition is, like, minimal. It's, it's not like, I even use okay. that for, like, rank IQ. Yeah. I, I even do that for, for the terms that I have. Like, when I'm going to use a keyword on rank IQ, I, I also double check with a golden okay. ratio to make sure, okay, can I rank for this? Hey, food bloggers, are you ready to receive specialized learning about how to use GSC, GA4, and Pinterest analytics, and to have a solid strategy for Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok? Also, to gain knowledge about post structure, blog design, email strategies, digital products, and sales pages, let's not forget about making lifelong friendships and connections leading to collaborations and partnerships, as well as attaining SEO knowledge, accelerated blog growth, revenue and traffic growth, increased confidence, clarity, focus, and so much more. 
As you know, there is no college degree in food blogging. The eBlog Talk Mastermind will provide you with all the things I mentioned and more. Get answers to your questions within hours and sometimes minutes instead of making mistakes for years and having to do massive cleanup retroactively. Get on the wait list for the 2024 eBlog Talk Mastermind now to take advantage of the offers before we lean into the new pricing. Go to eblogtalk.com forward slash mastermind to find the link. Here's what a few past and current members are saying. Brittany and Terrence, food bloggers at Plant Power Couple said, if you feel isolated and struggle with believing in yourself, joining the group is the biggest thing that can change your mindset. Barbara, food blogger at Butter and Baggage says, since joining the eBlog Talk Mastermind, I've developed confidence in myself and what I can accomplish. It is the best investment I could have made. And Carrie, food blogger at Talking Meals, said, The price tag is minimal compared to what you get back from the group. The motivation and support are invaluable. Head to eblogtalk.com forward slash mastermind. Join the waitlist while the offers are hot. We invite you to be part of the magic with us. So do you ever pick a word that goes above the 0.25? No, if it's not, I know, I won't. What it may be, like you find something that it has more uh, search volume, and then and but it's still even if it has a lot of volume, I would I would do the the golden keyword ratio. I want to know exactly how many competition I'm going to de- I'm I'm dealing with. Like I don't want to go for a keyword that has like, I mean, when you have a, a domain authority like a low domain authority when your site is still new, when you you have more authority, you can go after more competitive terms. Sure. Okay, and then for that number, so when you type in all in title colon your keyword. And you see the results. What number again? Can you repeat what number you try to stay under? Zero point twenty-five. Oh, I meant for the so when it shows like the the search results when you do all in title. Yes, the all in title like that's your personal preference, right? Because the less okay. numbers you have, because if you have a big number, your golden keyword ratio is going to be over zero point twenty-five. Gotcha. So it's not going to be a good keyword to go after. So the lower, the better, really. I mean, just kind of use your discretion. Okay. You can even some some terms that have no, that have zero results. And you don't have to do the the calculation there because if they, there's no one targeting that keyword, that's, that's definitely a winner. Right. Okay, cool. So then you, if you find something in Rank IQ, you even do this method and then if it matches both criteria, you find it rank IQ and it has a good number yes. for the ratio, then you go after it. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And how often do you find that it doesn't work or does this work all the time? I never find, like tools are not good, like determining exactly. For low volume searches, the tools are not too specific when they say, they say if a keyword has a 10 searches a month or 20 months, or 20 search a month, they sometimes make mistakes. It, it doesn't have any search at all. If the keyword hasn't any search at all, then it won't, it won't work. Like it okay. will rank, but if, if no one is looking for it, you it's not like, like it won't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then how long have you been doing this method and how much has your traffic increased? Okay, so I discovered with my friends, this one, this my cooking blog is, is rather new. It's like five months old. Uh, just to give you an idea, I published my blog, the cooking, um, the food blog. And I had one post that I did the golden keyword ratio or the all-in title because that one was with the all-in title. And after two days that I published my, my blog post, I had 1,000 multi-view with one blog. 
Okay. And I remember I, I was so like amazed because it was, I even published it on, on Rank IQ Facebook group. I don't know. Yes, right. Yep. Because he was, it took me so much by surprise because that changed because it was, it was a mistake I made on, on a keyword, on a word. I misspelled it. And it was a misspelled keyword that had a lot, a lot of research. And oh, really? Yes. Was, <laughs> That's funny. Yes. And I changed it back because I didn't want to, like, after, I don't know, five years or three years that my blog is like, that I've been working so long, so hard on the blog. And then I, I have a, a, a misspell on my blog. I did, I, I changed it back. Okay. <laughs> so that is like proof that it does work. Like, yeah. Okay. So I love this. I've heard about that method, completely forgot about it when you brought it up. I was like, oh, yeah. That, <laughs> but when it comes to food blogging and somebody presents a formula, honestly, I get a little bit blocked. Like, no, I don't want to do math. But it's really not that difficult. You explained it really well. You just type it into Google, see what the how many res- search results there are, and divide that by the search volume. And it's as simple as that. Yes. It was. And that made for my other blog, because I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm still growing like the, my food blog is new. It's not like I can, it's not like the other one. And that makes, that makes the huge difference for me. Like as soon as I discovered that it's, but then the thing is that when in fi- personal finance is super competitive niche. So if you, if you are, if you have a low domain authority blog, People are going to go after your keywords because they find you on HRF, what keywords you're ranking for, or you have a DA of nine and you're ranking for terms that have like thousands of thousands of money view. You're going to have competitors like taking your spot away really fast. So that's, that happens to me too. Uh, yes, because like I, after that, I start publishing posts like with weird, super weird terms because they're not only like long term keyword, like long tail, but they're like weird. Nobody's writing about them. And then you find them. Okay. There is search in here. There's something here. And then they find you and they take you out of the, <laughs> of the yeah. one. Yes. I had a blog. The first one that I wrote about the golden keyword ratio that he had 7,000 month and. On, on the search on the tools, it said that that term had like 10, it was 10 monthly view or something like that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I can also see how someone could build this into a strategy where you use this most of the time, but then also trying to target some of those higher competition keywords so that you can expand, you know, just kind of expand your portfolio of keywords, I guess. And I personally have keywords that I know I shouldn't go after because they're a little bit out of my reach. But when I do, and then I create a web story, and then the web story creates liftoff for the blog post, you know what I mean? So it's not, I feel like it's not out of the question to sprinkle in some higher competition keywords. Absolutely no. Yes. But this works better for like, if you are, if your domain is new and you need to get traffic like right away, because you get this course when you start writing and writing and writing and you don't get any any traffic at all. But if you if you're starting out and you can you can use this strategy, but at the same time write more competitive term because you're going to run for them eventually because your domain uh, is not going to be low forever. Like I had a post that I wrote like two years ago or something, and right now I got a big bump like on my DA for my first site, 
And now that's that paused, like I, I wrote it on a super competitive term. And now it's ranking like on page one for one of those. So it's, yeah. And two years. So it, that's a long time. No, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Because I'm super bad at, and I'm awful at building links. I That's my greatest weakness. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all have great blogging weaknesses to share. <laughs> and then also you said this was a good strategy for newer bloggers, but I can also see a case for it being a a good strategy for more experienced bloggers too, because we've got old content just sitting around on the shelves that we can go dust off and really like boost the traffic and momentum of our sites by using the strategy on that. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Is there anything else, any other part of your strategy or any other tips about doing keyword research that you want to mention? That's my main strategy along with uh, rank IQ, I use it to find like terms, like to find hidden keywords on a, on a niche, like you never think about. And I also use Google Autocomplete, but that one it's when you type a keyword, like a C keyword, and then you start adding and on the front and the on the back you start adding like oh, yeah. A C D that one. And then I I do the the golden keyword duration, and then I that's that's how I. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's a good tip too. There's an amazing blogger in my mastermind group who uses the Google autocomplete strategy and she has been increasing her traffic like mad by doing this. So you type in, just go to Google and what was your example? Healthy chicken recipes, right? Yes. So if you type in healthy chicken recipes... And then let's say you just start typing something after it, like four. And the first thing I see, it populates for dinner. Yes. So you can kind of experiment with what pops up. And then you can also put your cursor before the healthy and you could do like, I don't know, just type in a letter really. So I typed in B, so best healthy chicken recipes. So for that, I mean, there's still a lot. But if I did best chicken, healthy chicken recipes for dinner, you know, you can just kind of play with that and see what the search results are. But that's a really effective and easy way to find great keywords too. So you do that, you do the Google autocomplete method, and then you kind of scope it out in rank IQ and or like one of those. And then you do the golden keyword ratio Mm -hmm. and determine if you're going to go for it. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Wow. This is amazing. This is mind-blowing. Thank you, Dahlia. (laughs) Such a simple concept, but, you know, it's always good to hear people's strategies, and this is working for you, so we really appreciate this. Is there anything else you want to mention before we start saying goodbye? I think that's it. That's it. All right. Thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure to chat with you, and I'm so happy to have connected with you. And just thank you for sharing this. I know that it is sometimes hard when you find something that works to want to share it. And I commend you for that. We appreciate you because the more you share, the more you get. And yeah, we just appreciate you for doing that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Do you have either a favorite quote or words of inspiration to leave us with today? I do have one and it's from John Lennon's and it's life is what happens when we are busy making other plans. So be present in the moment and enjoy life and be grateful for it. That's it. 
<laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you for sharing that. We'll put together a show notes page for you, Dahlia. If you want to go to eblogtalk.com forward slash meals to share, you can check out Dahlia's amazing site. Tell everyone where they can find you. Meals to share and the wealth seats and... That's pretty much it. Awesome. Thanks again for being here. And thank you so much for listening, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. Please share this episode with a friend who would benefit from tuning in. I will see you next time.